Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eighty-six. that song came out was deployed in Days of Our Lives around the Patch Johnson narrative <laughs> with Bo and Hope and Pete Rackle Christian Alfonso uh, and my buddy the Chiseler uh, when we were in Palm Springs Palm Desert circa 1987 we tried to replicate the scene where he's driving in the car he had a uh, a, a sports car that was a convertible, which, uh, and he was not a rich kid, but uh, he had saved up his money and ended up uh, whipping down the highway like they did in the video. It was pretty awesome back in the day. Welcome back, everybody. Totally self-indulgent uh, little storyline and theme there. 1235 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Having, um, going down a little bit different path on today's show. We'll tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving the night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan and Chris that orders now sent you. All right. Uh, so we, we talked briefly about the concept of uh, the, this Louis Figo documentary is on right now. Uh, and it was in, in you know, 2000, it was a highly controversial move from Barcelona to Real Madrid and started uh, a whole run of players going to Madrid. They built a superstar team. They wanted That was the whole spiel for the incoming president of Madrid's team. And, of course, Barcelona and Real Madrid is, I mean, it's the number one rivalry in international soccer. I think we were in, in not in international soccer, in soccer, period. And I, I think the Battle of Alberta is kind of like Auburn and uh, Alabama in foot, college football. Like, it's, you know, Greg Wachinski wrote that from ESPN during the course of the playoff series. You know, we'd, I'd watch the stuff out of the States coming out, and they'd say, you know, the, the Oilers-Calgary uh, series, uh, was uh, what was uh, Pete Blackburn's line? The cocaine circus, I believe that was the term that he used to describe how wild it was, all the goals, and how much fun it was. But it doesn't have some of the uh, some of the unique complexities of Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona. But where I'm going with this is, hey man, could you imagine if they could just poach your best players away? So who would you want uh, from past and present from the Calgary Flames? 
Would you want anybody? Is it sacrilegious to even have that conversation? I think it's a, a fun concept to discuss as we bring aboard the man who wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta called... What an original uh, title, The Battle of Alberta. We welcome back to the show every Tuesday and Friday in orders now for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile, Friday and Saturday, uh, parking and admission free. Uh, visit thehorses.com for more information. We welcome back Mark Spector. Hey, Speck, how you doing? You know, I'll have you know I wanted a different title for that book, but the publisher said that when people Google the book, they're going to Google Battle of Alberta. That has to be the title there was no uh, no wiggle room from the author's side. The publisher made the call on that. What I thought was a fairly mundane title, Bob. Well, you know, Speck, it's funny you mention that. Uh, and I don't know if Greg McConkey, uh, who used to work with the Red Deer Rebels or Cam Moon, are currently listening to the show. But the Red Deer Rebels, when those sort of things first came out, uh, you know, and that whole, this whole web thing might work out, Speck. Uh, I think they had Rip Snort something. As the instead of reddeerrebels.com, it was like rip, rip, snort, and they had to change it because of the exact yeah. reason why you're saying. Yeah. So, that's it. So, you know the story with Figo. I mean, he was arguably the best player in the world at that time. And when he left, uh, Barca, and nobody saw him losing Barcelona. They'd won a couple Champions League titles, they'd won a bunch of uh, La Liga titles, and boom. Uh, you know, the the transfer fee gets paid by uh, Perez and Real Madrid gets them for $62 million plus whatever base salary, and away you go. And it, I mean, when he went back into Barca, they threw pig's heads at him, Speck. <laughs> and I'm not talking about fake pig heads. I'm talking heads of pigs they threw at him in the corner when he went to you know swing balls in from the corner so i mean this is and it it's a pretty it, it makes you, could you imagine if the same system well you know what would happen i mean would the oilers be allowed to compete in that situation without a salary cap well that's where i go with this thing is you know i look back at the time when there's no salary cap and yeah there's a lot of problems with salary cap and i get that i understand fans you know grievances with the salary cap but my recollections of the 90s was it didn't go so well for edmonton when they were spending 30 million bucks and uh, 25 million whatever it was bob and detroit uh dallas and colorado were in the 70s and 80s uh you know that didn't work out so well here in edmonton if that's a kind of system that you're, we're, we're referencing here. Uh, I guess I'd ask you, would Edmonton be one of the have teams in that system, or would Edmonton be a have-not team? Well, here's where it gets tricky. The Oilers, to my knowledge, and, and I'll, I'll go up until 1920, okay, because post-pandemic it's tough to know, but to my knowledge, from 2005-06 to at least the end of the 18-19 season, Basically, the way revenue sharing works is the the top nine teams contribute and kind of the bottom nine teams pull out. Uh-huh. And with the exception of the last year at Rexall Place when the Canadian dollar dipped to as low as 63 cents, the Oilers contributed every year. Okay, And remember, a lot of those years were during, quote-unquote, the decade of darkness. So Edmonton relative, you know, they've got an owner that Daryl Cates has spent up to the cap. It is, and, and it would be... And, and part of it, you know, with, with the whole concept with Figo, well, the perspective was the betrayal. How could you do that and go join your, our tribal? Speck, I don't know if you remember this, but when we did Total Sports together, George LaRock was 
he had an opportunity to return to Calgary or go to Pittsburgh when Phoenix was going to trade him. He, he called me while we were on the air, and he's like, I don't want to go to Calgary. Like, I'm, I played for the Oilers. You know what I mean? Like, he just so, – Yeah, and I'm like, George a different cast. Right? Okay. And I'm like, George, you got a chance to play with Sidney Crosby. Go to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So, But he yeah. actually called me and Robin Brownlee while we were on the air. I remember. And uh, and I'm not – that's just the last time anybody would ever, you know, <laughs> compare George LaRock to Louis Fico, who was one of the best international players in the world at that time. But – you know what I'm saying here? Like, can you like? Could you imagine if if Murray Edwards just said, "You know what? We can pay a you know 100 million dollar exit fee to get Connor McDavid, and we'll pay him 25 million dollars a year instead of 12 and a half." And he's, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it, isn't it? Well, listen, I was actually you know, I was down in Calgary uh, to do a story on Grant Fuhrer when he was joining the Calgary Flames, and and he came in and they said, "We can't, you can't do the interview. We got to do a quick this photo shoot that." bump my interview back and I was literally sitting, I happened, this is very rare for me, I'm not around these players much in those situations, but I remember him pulling the Flames jersey over his head in, in the old saddle dome to do a photo shoot and it was like August and he looked over at everybody in the room, including me, and was like, man, what is going on here? I'm pulling on a Flames jersey. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it has happened. Could you ever see Mark Messier go to the Flames? I don't know. He went to Vancouver, you know. And they still hate him for it in Vancouver. Like, they despise Mark Messier in Vancouver. (laughs) So, I guess my point is this. Like, I expect zero. I I, I don't place any responsibility of loyalty on players. Teams trade them around like they're hunks of meat, like they're they're cattle. They trade them. At any time, at the drop of a hat, they'll trade a player. Wayne Gretzky got traded. We all know it. Wayne Gretzky got sold. Mark Messier got got sold. sold, Got traded, whatever. The point is, he got moved. I do not expect a player to show loyalty to his uniform, to his owner, because there's no evidence that that loyalty ever gets shown back. So it's a business, pal. You know what? If they paid you three times what they're paying you now, I bet you'd go across the street. I'll tell you right now, I bet I'd go across the street. (laughs) Well, we know you would. I know I would. You're damn right, because it's a business. So that's just the way life works. Why do we expect our players to be any different? Well, I haven't quite finished the doc on uh, on Figo on Netflix yet, but it is pretty interesting just how it all sh- you know shook down with an incoming president basically saying, "I'll get you." And the guy did. He didn't just stop at Figo. He bought you know he brought in Beckham and he brought in uh, Michael Owen, who hardly played at all actually for Real at that time. And they, you know, and, and I mean, they already had guys like Carlos, who was a terrific player as well. Like they had some really good players. Obviously, Barcelona did too. It, it, it's interesting because it's on a level. Like we have a real intelligent texter, Peter from Wainwright, and he's he said there's three players uh, that have billion dollar uh, exit clauses. That's that's the requirement. I'm wow. like, is, is that right? Like, I mean, I I thought like 200 million was like the going rate for the the top end guys, or maybe it's a combined billion for the three of them. It's it's crazy stuff. It's also a license for the fans to despise their ownership when an owner decides I'm going to let this fan favorite player go because I'm getting 62 million or whatever the number is. Um, the fans, you know, the fans don't see any of that money. If how would how would our listeners all throw this out for your Actually, fine force text line, Bobby. <laughs> How would the listeners feel about their owner if he sold Connor McDavid? <laughs> I suspect the answer would be not great. 
Uh, well, no. And do you recall when Wayne did our show spec at 07, when he came in with the Phoenix Coyotes? We asked him point blank, Wayne, uh, you were sold, <laughs> traded to, uh, and he cut us off and said, that won't happen on Daryl Cates's. I mean, it's a different thing in free agency spec. Oh, we know I'm that. Not, this isn't me saying Daryl Cates no. is going to do that. But my point is, the guy in Madrid makes, what does he make off that transfer, Bob? Uh, well, the player ended up getting four times the salary from moving from Barcelona to, to Madrid yeah, at that time. The transfer fee that went to the owner. Oh, it was a 60, uh, so Bar- Barker, Barker got a $62 million, uh Yeah. Right, they got $62 million on so I mean, they butchered the one on Neymar spec. Like, Neymar was in Barcelona. He went to PSG, right, which is, yeah. you know, who owns PSG. Like, those guys, they make money at the expense of other people, the owners of PSG, and uh, and then they turned around and blew the money, and now Barcelona's got significant financial challenges. So it's it's a really... Do you, we had a, do you remember when we had Dan Mason from the U of A on, and he suggested yeah, that yeah. And he wanted uh, relegation? In the National Hockey League, he wanted the NHL to be the 20 teams, and then the bottom three teams moved uh, yeah. moved down, yeah. and the top. Th- it's kind of like how it works with the EPL, right? And right. You, and then he talked about it, and we're like, "Are you kidding me? Like how how can you? It's that's not the North American style." So yeah, I don't think we listen. We're trying to fix something that's not broken. I kind of like the National Hockey League. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good league. There's only every year. There's a couple of pretty bad teams. You're going to see Chicago and you know be one of them this year for sure. Maybe Montreal, maybe Arizona. We'll see. But in general, you know the Chicago Blackhawks, even though they're not a very good team, they come into Edmonton. They don't get beat twelve to one. They get beat five to two. It's not the disparity between top and bottom isn't such that we need to rebuild this league, Bob. League's good, man. We don't need relegation here. All right. Uh, this texter comes in from Lars on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, uh, there was a great Sports Illustrated article about Johnny Damon when he went to the Yankees. It talked about why a player would be loyal to a team as soon as the player's productivity dips. All the fans turn on him. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can. Well, some might say it's the writers that turn on him first, Spec. No, 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 no. <laughs> Cletus no, says, no, hey, no. Bob, for you and Spec, uh, let's be honest, the three of us would go across the street for free booze and free chicken. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously been with us on the road. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's, I think people need to realize when guys go places like Johnny Damon, you know, I mean, that's a guy that could have gone to several places at that time. He was an all-star outfielder, could have played anywhere. But listen, any guy out there, you're running a butcher shop, you're running a dry cleaner or whatever, and you're making X, and if someone else wants to pay you X times three, uh, how many people listening to the show right now would be loyal to their original boss who's paying them X and wouldn't go across the street? How many? All right. I mean, not, very, not very many. All right, Speck, we're going to get you to put your thinking cap on. I know that's hard. That's yeah, hard. Uh, uh, a flame from the past and a flame from the present. If, if you could poach one of them and bring them into the Oilers' fold, uh, I want you to come up and then we'll bang off a few other texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. He wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta. It is 1248 Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Just to show you how the two leagues are different, I just here's another one for you, just to think about. Adam Schefter from ESPN is reporting that the Las Vegas Raiders have waived former first-round pick Alex Leatherwood. He was the 17th overall pick in 2021. 
They now have to eat $8 million against their salary. The guy was their first-round pick a year ago, and they're cutting him. Uh, is that, geez, I thought he would play at Alabama several years ago, but anyways, and maybe I'm just getting old. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Gordon has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Daryl Cates won't sell Connor, uh, cause Peter was a businessman and Daryl is a fan of the game and a fan of Connor. That one comes to us from Gordon. Well, I have a dream and spec will tell you it's an unrealistic dream. But in my dream, uh, you hold on to your first-round picks unless you get an absolute home run player back spec. And players like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins play their entire careers in Edmonton. You don't trade them at the end of their careers. They go from start to finish. Is that unrealistic? What do you think? Um, how would I say to that? No, it's not. It, to me, that's up to, it's a 50-50 deal with the player. So, yeah, you can say that as the owner, and you could say, I'm going to be loyal to my player. I'm going to tell him right out. I'm going to pay him, give him a contract that pays him until he's 39, and I'm not ever going to let you go. And if the player on the other side says, okay, I'll stay there the rest of my career, then you got a deal. But don't forget, it takes two to tango, right? That guy has to want to close out his career here, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, for instance. He's into it. The team's into it. He'll be in order for life. Uh, we're going to find out about Drysaddle and Connor McDavid when their contracts come up, and I hope it goes evidence way. I suspect it will, but yeah. uh, it will take two to tangle, Bobby. Absolutely. All right. Past. Uh, by the way, Leatherwood was the first round pick of the Raiders in 2021. Spec. They are cutting him less than a year later, like just over a wow. year later. Wow. So, uh, I, now I'm, I don't know. Maybe something else has happened. Uh, Vegas has had some. They had Henry Ruggs too. He was involved in that vehicular homicide accident in uh, in Vegas as well, out of Alabama. And how does that? And and remember, in that league, they just they they can just cut you. That's how that le- the contracts are not guaranteed. You're done. Like you get well, your get, you get a huge signing bonus. Yeah, huge signing bonus. Um, thank you to this texter who says, Bob, you're not getting old. You are old. Now I already had my uncle Dave out of BC text me. That's, that's going to be my cousin, Frank, that's ripping me like that. Can't, can't be anybody that I don't know. They wouldn't do that to me, would they? All right, no. spec past or pe- present, um, if you could poach a guy from the Calgary Flames, who would you like? Ooh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know. I mean, the best – during the years when both teams weren't very good, Mika Kippersloff was the best player on the ice most days. So I would give him high consideration. Uh, how about this one for a curveball? What if you grabbed Brett Hull when he was a flame? That wouldn't have been a bad pickup. Yeah. Uh, and the guy that you can't have this conversation without, in fact, I think he goes to the top of the list. Got to be number number twelve. I'm with you all day. Yeah. Gotta all be day. Love Jerome McGinley. Uh, Jerome McGinley, team with Solani and the Sedines for me. My favorite non-Oilers players over the last 25 years. That's a pretty good group right there, buddy. Like just first-class guys. Love Jerome again. I mean, he could do it all, right? Like he, I'm with you on again. Like, all right. I mean, like, you know, Brendan brought up, you know, recently a flame, but Matthew Kachuk, like he'd have no, he would have had no problem having Kachuk. As, as I talked about Poplinski, and you know the respect those great Oilers players had for Poplinski when you wrote your book in the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, I, I, that's not the guy I would pick off that team if he was still there. Even I'm not a—he's a really good player and all that stuff. But I think I would think of others. 
that I wanted. I'll tell you the the subtle best player on that team for me on a lot of nights last year was Lindholm. Yeah, uh, yep. he's a subtle player. Not a lot of flash there, but man, he's a sweet, sweet hockey player. So you know what? I, I quite like. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that team. I take if I was picking one right now. Mm. Oh boy, who would you pick if you're picking one? We had a couple people suggest Michael Backlund, and I I would probably you know what I would probably look at Lindholm. To me, Lindholm was kind of you know I mean he's the lone guy back from there. Backlund and better. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> he's a younger, better Backlund. Yeah, is what he is. I mean, the guy had a 40 goal season last year. He's a great two way centerman. He's good in the face off circle. He's a pretty good player, spec. Oh my goodness! If he's your second line center, on you know, let bring him to Edmonton. You put Drysaddle back on the wing. You got he's your second line center. I mean, oh my goodness! Or it's a dream. He's never coming. He's the best player right now, I think. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how he works with uh, Huberdeau. Because uh, if you got forty center in Kachuk and Goodrow, and now he, if he does play with Huberdeau, Huberdeau is one of the finest passers in the game today. Yeah, and you know, we've even had people say, "What about Kadri?" You know, he's got he's got he's got some bite. He's I mean, the Battle of Alberta is going to be awesome, Mark. It's going to be. I mean, give Brad Treliving credit. He didn't sit there and cower in the corner when Goodrow signed in Columbus and Kachuk told him he wasn't going to sign long term there. He went out and he made his team better. Full marks. Oh, for sure. Proactive, like he traded Kachuk out of there, which isn't easy to do. Remember, everyone in the league knew he was making the trade. The teams he could trade him to were limited because Kachuk was only going to someone who signed them for a huge deal. He did a great job. With a one-arm tie behind his back, he made a great deal for um, to bring in Huberdeau. And uh, then lands the last best free agent in the market, man. When he gets Kadri, good job. And the, yes, the Battle of Alberta is alive and well because what we lose in Kachuk, we'll get back in Kadri, I guarantee you. You can text us 780 If you have other examples of bitter rivals poaching each other's players, uh, we could certainly uh, dwell into that a little bit. Again, uh, we're about, Mark, a couple weeks away. Uh, I think two weeks tomorrow, the rookies... Uh, does that sound right? Uh, yeah, two weeks tomorrow, uh, the rookies fly out to uh, Cologne and then into Penticton. I know you're going to that tournament. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the complexion of uh, the Oilers lineup and maybe what might happen between now and then, if anything, when we return. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing. Alberta, more of your text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.